Hey gang, welcome to the best Tuesday you've had all week. Uh, you're listening to True Wealth, and as you can tell, David is still MIA. I still think he's working a little bit, but this is Justin Brugman, and I'm in the studio with Matt Dixon. So, Matt, do you want to go over a little bit of what we touched on a little bit of last week? Because we kind of did this as a continuation mm-hmm. from last week to this week because yeah. we were talking about what? Well, last week we had this really cool idea that we were going to talk about what really goes into this idea of a comprehensive financial plan. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we always tend to look at financial advisors with the lens of, hey, you guys invest money, right? But there's so much more than that. What really goes into it? And I felt like we needed to talk about some of the things that go on behind the scenes that you might not realize. And some of the things that you might need that you don't even know that you need until you listen to this show. So that's why we're here. And last week we talked about a lot of stuff. And this week, we're going to continue that. So thinking back to to last week, we talked about goal setting, right? And how that's kind of at the forefront of why we do what we do, right? The most important part. Right. Yeah. Like, what are your goals? What is it that you want? And if we know that part, then it becomes easier to do all the other things, right? So uh, I think we talked about a cash flow analysis. Correct. And I know we looked at saying, okay, you know, what What are all of the different things that you have, right? Do you have income from a rental property? Do you have money in an old 401k? Mm-hmm. Um, like where where is all the money at? So those are a couple things that we yes. talked about. Um, what else do you think? I mean, well, the goals, which if you missed last week, Matt, yeah. how do they find it? You better go check out the podcast and all the other ones before it and spend the next five years listening to <laughs> all of our old shows, but it's at our website. It's at littlejohnfs.com. Go to the educate tab, click on the podcast, tune in, listen to it. And then everything that you hear today is going to make a lot more sense. Right. But yeah, what we touched on last week, which the most important part is establishing the goals and figure out what those goals are. Right. Cause if you don't have a goal, what do you do? Yeah, you're spinning in circles, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I've got money, I don't know what to do with it, or I don't have money and I don't know how to get it. So let's start with some goal setting. Exactly. And then the cash flow analysis is next because if the cash flow isn't there to achieve those goals, then there needs to be some adjustments. Because mm-hmm. if you're spending more than you're making, it's going to be hard to save enough money to get to these goals. Right, and I think we even, in that segment, I think we talked about how we have software that helps us with that, right? Like we've got something called asset map. And for any of you who have met with us before and done that, you would say the same thing is super slick. It's super simple. We go in, we punch in all the stuff and the computer starts making projections. You know, it can look 30, 40 years in advance and say, well, if you get this type of return, right? Yeah. It, it allows us to get a general, picture of what you have and what we can do with it and it assumes that spending habits don't change which they do indeed yeah so if you do have or you're you have an advisor that's going and you're doing comprehensive financial planning Mm -hmm. i don't know why that's such a hard word to say but 
It's going to be something that needs to be reviewed. Annually, at least. Maybe annually. Maybe, maybe even three more. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, annual might be a little aggressive depending on where you're at. Right. I mean, it depends state. on the person, right? And we talked about that a little bit. You, this isn't a well, one-size-fits-all type of thing. No. And so if you're someone who changes lifestyles, mm-hmm. let's update the, the map and say, okay, well, things are changing. Let's see what you need now. Because some people don't. Some people don't change. Yes. They go to Bymart every Tuesday, and they check out their numbers, and then they go out to Sherry's and get breakfast, and, <laughs> and then they go to the golf course, right? Like, they have a routine. Their their stuff doesn't change, but... Exactly. Because things do change. If you're talking to a 20-year-old client, and then they purchase a home, mm-hmm. get married, have children... That changes your planning aspect. Wait, you're saying kids change things? Kids do change okay. things. Okay, all right. Um, especially with cash flow, uh-huh. because yeah. it can change. Um, but last week, we kind of reflected on the goals, which the goals are going to run through every single aspect of financial planning, because that's the achievement. And then the cash flow is what funds the goals that you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. We also did a little bit of kind of retirement planning last week is, you know, maybe a little bit of how much you should be saving to accomplish these goals, depending on when you want to retire, Mm -hmm. when you want to make these large purchases. And then we also touched on a little bit of, well, I say a little bit. We touched on Social Security quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, which... Just a full disclosure of what we talked about to clear up a little bit of last week. We talked about... If you start claiming Social Security prior to full retirement age, Mm -hmm. if you make too much money, they will withhold a portion of your Social Security depending on your income limit. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to full retirement age, depending on how much they withhold, they will adjust what your payout is at full retirement age based on how much they withheld they do it monthly. It's a not a complicated comp, computation. Computation. Complicated computation. Complicated there we computation. Go. Now we're getting into um, it. But it does get adjusted based on how much they withheld. So weird scenario: you retired at or you so filed Social Security at sixty-two, full retirement age sixty-seven. They withheld fifteen months of distributions to mm-hmm. you right they will adjust what you when you claimed from say 60 months to 45 months based on how much they withheld mm-hmm. it's different for everybody depending on income and things like that if it's if these are issues you want addressed ssa.gov will do a lot for you um, and if it's more than that that you need help with that's what we're here for as well Ah, so if you want to talk to the wizard behind the microphone here, if you want to talk to Justin, you can get a hold of him, right? You can. Yes. How how do they get a hold oh, of him? Oh, w- I'm working this in if you can't tell. And everyone on the radio always just blasts that phone number out there, and people are scrambling for their phone. They don't have access to it. So, see, I'm buying you time right, right. now. So grab your cell phone out. If you need help with Social Security stuff, we might be able to help. Depends on the situation. Depends I can't guarantee situation. it, but we might be able to help. So if you need help, give us a phone call. The phone number is, see the pause there, 
541-375-0898. You nailed it, Matt. There it you is. You nailed it. Okay. I always feel good when I can work that phone Wrecked. number in there. So we're talking about what all is included in a comprehensive financial plan. And mm. last week, you know, we talked about goals, which is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, cash flow analysis also is a very important part because that funds everything else. And we, we talked about the retirement planning. Right, we right. talked about Social Security, well, which, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so we did talk about all these things. And yeah. I know that we're getting close to taking that first profit break. But before we get there, I want you to give them a little bit of a teaser as to what they might expect to hear after right. that profit break. And so what all can go into a comprehensive financial plan? Mm-hmm. What else, Matt? I mean, there, there's more what's the, to What's it, the next which, piece? I mean, I feel like there's got to be some planning that takes place after you review all the information, right? Because we started with goals and all this other stuff. Once you get the picture, now it's time to actually start digging in and making a, a plan, right? Right. And that's a, you look at the motto on our website. What's the first one? Educate. Yep. Then the second one is plan. Yep. And then the third one is invest. And it's in that order for a reason. Yes. Because you got to get educated. You got to know what you're looking at before you can start the investment. So maybe after right. the break, we talk about what that looks like. We, well, yes. Okay. And, and we will. Um, but the elements, which I'm just going to kind of reiterate the parts that come into a comprehensive financial plan, because honestly, we might not get to it all. Uh, we probably won't. Because other than, you know, retirement planning, social security planning, cash analysis planning, goal planning, investment planning, which that one we'll probably touch up on a little Mm -hmm. bit because... Yeah, you got to talk does. about the investments at talk some about point, it. right? Charitable planning, mm-hmm. education savings planning, whether that makes sense or not. Mm-hmm. Um, distribution planning, once you hit retirement as you're taking the money out. Right. A plan on when and how you take these distributions or if you need extra buckets of money, mm-hmm. we'll touch on that as well. Okay. Estate planning a little bit. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's because, a lot of things. Because the assets are probably going to still be there when you're not. So having a transition to what happens to them afterward may be important. Justin, I'm fired up to try and get through all of these things today. I think we can do it. Probably not a chance. But oh, don't squash my You never hear this. I may talk too much, which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> We're going to get you rattling. Right. Okay. Insurance planning. Also a big aspect. Is that like the like the frosting on the cake? If we can get to insurance, you just love insurance, or, don't you? It's your favorite. Yeah. It's Justin's it's, it's favorite. <laughs> He's rolling uh, his eyes. Tax there. planning. Mm-hmm. Another one. Um, so these are kind of that can be all the building blocks to a comprehensive financial plan, which not necessarily everybody needs every single aspect of it today. It's more of a, as you go through the stages of accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. some get introduced earlier, some get introduced later. I mean, if you're 
25, do you really care right now about how your distributions are going to come out of your accounts when you're 65? Yeah, you're probably going to wait to look at that, right? Like That's it's not on the front of your mind. It's definitely good to plan for it. So you have the options mm-hmm. to have different distribution strategies, but it's not always the top priority at the moment. Right. Cash flow analysis is almost always and your goals. Goals is always number one. Cash flow is always important. But I know we are running up on time for us to take our first break. And uh, when we get back, we'll talk about a little bit of investment planning. Oh, okay. It's my favorite. I'm ready to go. Let's talk <laughs> about those investments. Rearing up for that, haven't you? <laughs> um, and so right after the break, we'll get into it a little bit more. Um, you know, you're listening to True Wealth, 93.9 FM, 1240 AM, KQEN. Hey, gang. Welcome back. You're listening to True Wealth. This is Justin Brugman. And, and I'm with... And Matt Dixon. So, Matt, this yes. is the part that you are super excited about. Yeah, I love the investment planning, right? It's awesome because, you know, we get all this information from you like we talked about before the break, and then it's like, okay, now let me show you some of the different options that we have, right? Right. Like, it's kind of like, well, how about this shiny object? How about this shiny Mm -hmm. object? And so, but before we get into actually, like, looking at the investments, we do have to lay even more groundwork, right? Of course. Yeah, because it's never as simple as just like, well, here you go. You're going to have this, right? Right. Because if you are a conservative investor and I put you in a bunch of super risky investments <laughs> and you have a huge fluctuation in the account, you're probably going to be upset, right? Right. So, Justin, what do we do to prevent that from happening? Well, the most important of investment planning, which mm-hmm. we got to have the investments aligned to yep. reach your goals. That's right. Because sometimes there can be a mix of, all right, I want to get to this scenario mm-hmm. or... Uh, yeah, you want to get here, but you don't want to feel Maybe. the friction of right. <laughs> the time that it takes to get there. Right. And the volatility in the markets, right? right? Because depending on where you are, there can be more volatility than others. Right. And you got to be able to sleep at night, right? Yes. Like that's got to be part of it. You have, uh, you know, there's a big difference between if you have $1,000 invested and it moves, you know, $5 in a day, or if you have $100,000 and it moves $500 in a day. Well, you look at it and you're like, well... Percentage-wise, it's the same movement, but right. you know you had more invested, and so you saw it move five hundred dollars in a day. Maybe that bothers you, and maybe your risk tolerance isn't as high as you thought. Right, risk tolerance could probably be the single most important part of investment planning mm-hmm. because, which it just lays the gra- groundwork for to get to your goals. If you are ultra conservative, which that is okay. You may have to save more earlier to accomplish that same goal. Yeah. Or vice versa is you can get there quicker, but 
You've got to take. You got to understand more there's risk. going to be swings, mm-hmm. um, and especially any everybody this year is kind of feeling a little bit of these swings, mm-hmm. especially in the last few years. Even is right. The volatility is high, um, has been high. It's been getting a little bit better. It's been great. I'll take it. Right. Um, but risk tolerance on how what can make you sleep good mm-hmm. and your acceptable risk in quotation marks that you're willing to take um, to just be able to stomach the volatility. Right. And, I mean, you talked about it. We've seen a pretty crazy ride the yep. last six. Well, I guess it's eight months now, right? Like definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Time's going by quick. But yeah, I mean, the markets went down, what, to over 20%? Correct. And then, you know, since it bottomed out not that long ago, we've seen the markets recover 16% mm-hmm. from the bottom. So it's like, we've seen this huge roller coaster ride. And some people, we've seen it, they freak out. Mm-hmm. They are looking at it every single day. Right. And they're looking at dollar amounts and not percentages. Yes. And they're like, well, from the high point, I'm down, you know, with the market's down 20%. And it's like, well, compare that to two years ago. Like, right. w- you're still you're still positive from so, two years ago. So so outside, or even, even one year ago, depending on right. what you're after, um, outside of just your risk tolerance, Matt, what else is a very important aspect of the investment planning portion? I would have to say the biggest piece there to me would be how long – am I going to be invested for? Right. And we call that time horizon because, you know, you look at you look at me, I've got a lot of years to be invested mm-hmm. in this market. And little blips here and there, it's I'm going to be invested for another 20 years, right. right? And so 20 years from now, what's the market going to look like? Right. The And now I can't go and guarantee you that there will be higher because – there's no guarantees here, but right. historically speaking, yes, the market should be much higher than it is today, yep. 20 years from now. But <laughs> if I'm retiring in a year, maybe this 20% swing down and 15, 16% recovery from there has me worried because I'm about to start spending the money. And so maybe I should be taking less risk so that I can sleep better at night. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, right? Maybe. Because what if I have enough money to, and I have it in different areas, and I say, hey, this is five-year money over here in this bucket, mm-hmm. and I'm okay saying, hey, you know, odds are pretty good that in five years that's going to be worth more than it is today. Right. And then I've got this bucket over here that's giving me a source of income from a dividend, and then I've got this money over here that's ultra-low risk, and I'm going to be spending on that money, and I know there's not going to be a ton of fluctuation in it. Right. Time it really depends, it doesn't does. it? Time no horizon is huge. I mean, don't quote me on this. This is something that I I think is right, which I'd have to look. But I think if you go back in history, if mm-hmm. you have a one-year time horizon, mm-hmm. 70% of the time you're you may, positive. Yeah, I would think that's actually that's about right. Five years... It jumps it to about 86%. Mm-hmm. If you have 10 years or more, 99% of the time, you're positive. Yeah. But also, even in misconception can be is it's more painful, especially, you know, you're a year from retirement or you just retired and then you have this 
correction in the market, mm-hmm. how long do you plan on living? Yeah. So your retirement time well, horizon. Yeah. So post working is still 20 plus years. Well, and how long do these corrections typically take? Right. It That's varies. A, it between. does vary, but typically, uh-huh. you know, and it, I can't remember the exact amount, but even if you go even back to, you know, 2020 during COVID, mm-hmm. I mean, that was drastically quick. Right. Um, and if you look at the average, I think it was since like 1953. Don't quote me on that year, but it was somewhere in the 50s. Mm-hmm. You look at the S&P 500 on average and it's averaging 10 and a half percent growth. So I look at that and I say, hey, look at the sample size. We're talking about 70 years here. Right. It, we're averaging 10 and a half percent. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, but Me well, personally, I feel pretty good about the fact that it's averaging 10 and a half. So. It's just a painful point currently because right. we look at we tend to you know, live in the eight now. month time frame, which mm-hmm. we're short focused now, more now than we used to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's looking just because of the volatility, just because of the yeah. volatility, and you have so to be sure. It's painful sometimes looking from you know January one to current because mm-hmm. things are down, but this is also a cycle of the market that we are going through it's true we don't really talk about the economic cycles that occur that much do we not not as much yeah but it really is just this is a cycle that we're going through markets you should recover Mm -hmm. they don't not getting into that conversation on the radio but um you know it's the guns and whiskey trade at that point right um and also with the investment planning aspect of it is we got to look at tax oh tax implications oh no one wants to hear about taxes justin come on but reality strikes once again and taxes are part of the equation yes they are real they're going to be here whether we like it or not Mm -hmm. and that also can have a difference of what types of accounts you're invested in. So like if it's a qualified retirement account versus right. what, like a individual account? An individual account or mm-hmm. a Roth IRA. Do you want to talk about kind of how they're a little bit different in general? So traditional IRAs are mm-hmm. pre-tax money, gross okay. tax deferred, and then when you withdraw it, you pay taxes on it. Okay. Roth IRAs, you pay the taxes now, it grows tax deferred, and then you withdraw it's tax-free, assuming that it's been there five years and you're over 59 and a half, but... You got to love those Roths. They're, and, they're, and then with the individual account, ooh, here come capital gains. And then the individual account or a brokerage account or a joint account, whatever mm-hmm. you want, however you want to call it is, they have different tax implications as well. Mm-hmm. But what also can happen is, say, Matt, you want to retire at 50 years old. Ooh, okay. And now we're starting to talk my language. Keep going, keep going. So you have a qualified plan, a 401k, you have a Roth Mm -hmm. IRA, and you dump all this money in, but you want to retire at 50. Mm -hmm. What is the problem? Well, the problem is I will get penalized if Uh I withdraw it at 50 because I'm not 59 and a half. Correct. And so... I don't want to get penalized and pay the government more taxes than I have to. Right. So in that instance, I would really want to have an individual account 
where it's just my money, right? Kind of like a savings account. It's just my money and you put it to work, Justin. And so that's where I would be looking to have an extra account. I always like to call it a savings account on steroids. Ooh, I like that. So there you go. But that can also be a separate. That's why the planning aspect is starting the plan early to get to your goal. If it is 50 is right. You're going to need this other pocket of money of one until social security kicks in Mm -hmm. and two until you're allowed to take distributions penalty free. There's different rules in all of them, like Roth IRAs. You can access contributions, but... That would be a terrible situation to wake up one day at 50, right? And you've done no planning, and you're like, all right, I've got $2 million in my 401k. (laughs) Justin, I'm ready to retire. And you're like, well... (laughs) All your money's wrapped up, and it's about to get penalized if you take it. You should have come to me a couple years ago and we would have stashed some money in a savings account yep. for you so you had another place to spend it from. And Don't procrastinate. definitely some other qualified rules on where you can access, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a pain sometimes. And it's probably way too much detail for a radio show. Yes. So if you need the nitty-gritty details, what do you do? Oh, man, I'm going to work that phone number in a second time Again. today, Justin. You get your phone out. Waiting. Pause. 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 Five four one, three seven five zero eight nine eight. Okay. You nailed him that. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm gonna try and find a way to get that in there a third time today. <laughs> oh, I'm on a roll. I think we better. <laughs> um, and I know we are. We will come back after our break, and we'll talk a little bit. We'll briefly talk about a little bit of business planning and the different qualified plans that are available. Is it already time it's for that obscene already profit that break? time. Okay. Um, and so we will be right back after break. You're listening to True Wealth, 93.9 FM, 1240 AM, KQEN. Hey, gang. Welcome back. This is Justin Brugman, and I'm with Matt Dixon. So, Matt, we yes. started talking a little bit about before the break, a little bit of business planning. Yeah, we kind of hinted we might be going there. We might get there. Yeah. And, and we'll briefly speak on this, but when we're talking about the business planning, who are we really like talking to? Kind of the business owner. Correct. Because they're the one that are going to be like, hey, let's set this thing up and let's get it cooking. Right. I mean, the big part is is if you're working and you have a 401k, especially if they're matching, make the contributions. Yeah, like if you're going to get free money, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, like, hey, and I know people that don't do that, Justin. I know people that don't. They're like, well, I just want all the money for my pocket. And I'm like, Bro, you do not need a new <laughs> Xbox that bad or whatever it is that you're going to buy. Simmer down. like, Just take the free money. Yes. Yeah. Even as a conservative investor, it's very hard to get a 100% return instantly. Yeah. Where else are you going to find that? Yes. So, but depending on the business that you work for and the, or mm-hmm. even the business that you own, that may maybe a 401k isn't it's it's can be an option but maybe it doesn't make sense maybe it's not efficient enough 
And so, I mean, if you have zero retirement plans, then you have IRAs, Roth IRAs, assuming that you're eligible based on income. Um, But also as a business owner, you have the option to create an employer-sponsored plan, Mm -hmm. whether it be a 401k or if you're a self-employed individual, a SEP IRA or Mm -hmm. a solo 401k. And also as a small business owner, SEP IRA is also an option. Um, Oh, simple plans too. And a simple plan. Yeah. Which it depends on the scope of the business. And if you are a business owner, Matt, I'm going to let you squeeze in really quick. Oh, thank you. I was going for three today. You're making it happen. If you're a business owner and you're like, man, I want to do something for my retirement, or maybe you want to try and retain employees longer, and you're like, I want to set up something to reward the people that are sticking with me long term, we might be able to help you set that up. Correct. So if you need to get a hold of us, you can call us at 541-375-0898. Or you can go to our website. There's a quick, easy little chat thing, right? And you can just type in, hi, my name is blah, 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 and I would like some help with this. Send mm-hmm. us a message. I'll get back to you tomorrow. We'll, we'll make this work. Okay. You, you nailed it, Matt. I'm proud of you. Oh, man. So proud of you. Third time's the charm. And there's some tax savings. Mm-hmm. can call it savings, but tax advantages ways of doing that as a business owner. And retaining employees is, is a big part. And I think what you're hinting at there is the fact that you don't want people to have to pay more in taxes than they have to, right? Like, no one wants to pay no. more than they really need to. No. No. Nobody does. No one wakes up and is like, hey, you know what? I feel like working really hard to give the government a little extra <laughs> and take it out of my own pocket, right? Yes. Like, no. You want to retain as much as you can and set your future up and plan for it. Absolutely. You want a comprehensive, oh, I worked that into. You want a comprehensive financial there you go, plan. Matt. Yeah. You circled way back. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. Um, I'm going to skip a little bit ahead here, Matt. Oh, just because where are we going? Where are you taking us? I want to get into some of the distribution planning on why it makes sense. Um, But also, estate planning Mm -hmm. is a very important part of a financial plan. Oh, yeah, because you can work really hard and make all the money, and then if you don't set the estate up correctly, turn around and just give it back. Give a lot of that back to the government. We don't want that. And it's also a way to, you work hard your entire life. You've saved, say, this money, real Mm -hmm. estate, everything else, and you want it passed down the way that you want it actually passed down instead of letting the state decide. And family members fight about it. And family members fight. Because even the best of the best, we have seen digress into chaos, trying to fight over this stuff, stuff going into probate. Right. Yeah. And so depending on, you know, each, you know, situation, I mean, there might be is maybe your goal is to do a lot of charitable donations and things like that after Mm -hmm. you're no longer here. Right. You can set things up to make sure that 
happens. But the part of the financial planning process is to make sure everything's doing exactly what you want it to do, not what you think it'll do, which some of that can be done by just what your beneficiaries are, which Mm -hmm. for the record, please make sure you update beneficiaries at least once a year because things change. If you have a child, you get married. Mm -hmm. Those are the small things we don't always think about. Yes. Yeah. And they can make a huge difference just because life changes. Sure. Sure. Um, And then, you know, whether or not you, you know, you, if depending on how complex your estate is, maybe a will is efficient. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. a trust makes sense. Yeah, which is more driven to, you know, a legal document that says this goes this this this. Yes, especially if you live in Oregon, right? Especially Where you live in there Oregon. are state taxes, and if you have over a million dollars of assets, it's worth exploring. Yes what a trust can do for you. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail, but you've got over a million dollars and you live in the state of Oregon. Yes, because the Oregon estate tax is different than federal estate tax. Yes. Which I don't even remember off the top of my head what is federal. I think it's like 11 million something. Yep. Um, You know, and if that's a problem, great, but you should probably have a trust in line just Mm -hmm. to make sure that it's doing what you want it to do, especially say... You know, you have a specific even child that wants a certain thing or you want to split property a certain way Mm -hmm. because then it can also help not force liquidating things that maybe you want kept in the family. I feel like there also is some gifting stuff that should probably be talked about in there, too, because a lot of people are under the impression that, well, I can only gift $15,000 in a Mm -hmm. year to this individual, but you can gift more, mm-hmm. right? You just have to make the IRS aware of it. Yes. And, and it so, goes exen- against your exemption. Yeah, your lifetime exemption. Mm-hmm. We won't get into the details of that, but it's things that you need to be aware of, things that a financial advisor can help you yes. with. And that's kind of the motto of what we talked about last week and this week. All the little things that you might not think about, mm-hmm. like gifting that a financial advisor can help you with. You just have to be proactive enough to reach out, call that 541-375-0898 number (laughs) and get a hold of someone that can help you with it. Yes. Um, that, yeah, that estate planning is, is a very big aspect. And as, as the advisor, it's not, we can't do it all. No, because we're not lawyers. Nope. But we can help facilitate what, you know, gather documents, gather everything that you need to even make it where it's cheaper. Do you kind of feel like an air traffic controller sometimes? Like, all right, plane, you're going to land here. And then, you know what, this one, you're going to land over here. Take another lap around the the track there. It's like tax planning and estate planning. There's Mm -hmm. this, like, we got to stay behind this line on how much we can Mm -hmm. do but we can make things more efficient, which that's why even a lot of times as clients is if you have a an estate planner, say a lawyer that you have and a CPA that you have, mm-hmm. we can all be in contact and work as one to make things easier. 
Yeah. And it really does make a huge difference. Get your people working together. Get that that team of professionals mm-hmm. behind you that makes your life easier. There's mm-hmm. only so many hours in a day that you have. And you got to put you know yourself to work in areas where you can be proficient and know when to tap in yeah. help so and an important aspect if you do have a will or a trust is it up to date or both is yes that it's up to date and also where your loved ones know where to find it oh man can you imagine it's <laughs> like we spent this money to create it yep. we made it beautiful all of our wishes are here one knows about it right that is it's a very important aspect that sometimes does get overlooked i'd love to know the percentage on how many times the will or the trust like is not up to date or yeah doesn't even know where it is it's probably it's probably higher than you think let's just do this let's frame it (laughs) and put it on the wall right as people walk in it's one of those that has a little arrow that points here if you need this yeah in case of emergency break the glass so um yeah man matt it's already almost that time again. oh my gosh it is is, we're crawling up on that last break it is flying by what are we going to talk about for the last portion of the show do a little bit we're going to briefly talk about some insurance um and talk about some distribution planning in retirement all right. So once we get back to the from the break, we'll uh, catch up on the rest. You're listening to True Wealth, 93.9 FM, 1240 AM, KQEN. Hey, gang. Welcome back with the True is, Wealth thanks. Radio Show. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, oh. Matt. What part are we going to dip into now? Oh, you know, it's not my favorite, but it's worth talking about because insurance is just part of life, right? Like no one wants to wake up one day, have an issue and not have the insurance to cover it. Yes. No one likes paying for it, but when it's time to use it, everyone wants to have it. Yes. So Justin, I'm going to just, pitch you the ball on this one and say what do you want to talk about with insurance insurance we're going to go quick okay good because it's just one of those it is a very important part it is which i'm not downplaying that at all insurance is super important and to make sure you're adequately covered even whether it's your auto your home insurance Mm mm-hmm they're extremely important. They're an annoyance because you pay for them, but it's one of those you pay for and you hope you don't have to use, but when something happens, thank goodness that it's there. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, I've got a friend, right? Friend, blah, 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 out there, and he he's a new father, right? And he's got a kid, and he has a mortgage and a wife, lovely mm-hmm. family, And I look at this and I'm like, oh, man, you know, God forbid anything happens. But what if you got in an accident and died? Right. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and I'm like, you you know, you your wife just gave birth. You've got this family. And it's like, what if you don't have any life insurance? Yeah. 
and it's like so now the mom's got to figure out what am I going to do with the kid you know how do I get some help here and uh, I've got a mortgage to pay it's worth it to look Mm -hmm. into and say you know can I afford some life insurance and is it a good option for me in this instance yeah it probably is and there's lots of difference with the life insurance with property and casualty insurance which that's your home auto Mm -hmm. and umbrella policy as well um those are if you have an insurance agent whether it's state farm country insurance i'm sure they're updating you on all the things that you need to make sure you're adequately covered Mm -hmm. life insurance is one of those that you don't ever want to really talk about it nope but it's a you're thankful if it's ever has to be used. I guess you're not because you might not be there, but right. it's a good thing that should be there, which they have all the numbers that you, if you're the primary earner, it should be five to 10 times your income of term. Um, you know, there's whole life policies. Everybody's situation is very different. It is. Um, so there's no perfect scenario. I know, especially as even for, for my aspect, is I have a mortgage, right. a wife, I have two children. Mm-hmm. I need to have adequate coverage if something happens to me. Where, yeah. well, it, like if you were single though, and it, it was might just not you, necessarily be that in- right. But maybe you would need some type of disability insurance. Right. Maybe right because if you can't work. <laughs> And do you want to be able to pay your mortgage? You probably still want to be able to pay your mortgage. So maybe disability insurance makes sense for you. Right. Long-term care insurance also is important. Um, It's different for everybody's scenario. Talk to your insurance agent if that is a process. What if they don't have an insurance agent? If they don't have an insurance agent, you're really going to work this in again, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm telling you, this is a record. I think the most I ever got in here was two or three times. This is a record. If you don't have insurance and you need insurance because you don't have an insurance agent, who could they... Who could they call? Well, they can call us. Oh, and we can. can send them to the right person. <laughs> we don't do property in capsules. That's true. But um, they can, and a part of the plan is we help facilitate all that. That's and make the key. sure I you're think adequately that's the key. covered. We can't always give you what it is that you're looking for, but we might know someone who can. We can send you the right directions. We're resourceful when we need to. That's be. true. Um, you know we're running show so we're gonna gloss gloss over distribution planning we're gonna try to do this really quick okay power time yes go so the diff the benefits of having different types of accounts whether it be individual accounts iras slash 401 clays employers tax deferred plans Mm -hmm. roth iras is because when you get into retirement you have to take distributions from these plans and RMDs. to do it, yep. well, that too. Yeah. And to be tax efficient, you can pull from different, different. pools of money right. to keep you in a favorable tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Or if you have years of lower income, you can throw this in there too, is doing some Roth conversions when yep. you know your money's less. Because then it's 72 from your IRAs and your 401ks. The IRS wants to tax the money. So they're going to start forcing you at 72 now 
depending on when you retired, it could be 70 and a half, but they switched it to 72, they're going to start forcing distributions because why, Matt? Because they want to be able to tax something. Correct. Yeah. And so it may be in your plan that your required minimum distributions is more money than you need in the retirement aspect of your life. Yeah. So there can be some favorable, I wouldn't say tricks. No, but favorable they're just planning. Avenues, avenues, yeah, avenues to access these things, right? Yes. So I that was beautiful, Justin. You did power through that. That was good. I that thought, was like I, all of less than two minutes. I so thought it was pretty good. We just hit you guys with two back-to-back weeks full of this comprehensive financial planning. And we've only even scratched the surface. Oh, that's really a pretty true statement that is kind of scary to think about. There's so much here, but I think we did a pretty decent job covering the basics. If you need more detail than the basics and you need to really explore this for yourself, I urge you to not like hesitate to call right right? because we're not scary people and we're not gonna be like all right well you know we've got you on the hook now right Right. this isn't a pressure thing but we want to help that's why we're here by little john financial services the opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of brook communications its affiliates or its employees